Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hey, welcome to Conscious Business and this wrap-up episode on situational blueprinting. So we kicked off this series way, 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 way back in episode 130, and I introduced you to this concept of situational blueprinting, which is planning for an event, a milestone, or a big challenge in your business and thinking through or planning how you're going to handle it. Now, we've looked at a number of different topics and different things that you may face and that you need to be prepared for. And in this episode, we're going to review everything that you learned. Do you know why? Because you don't ever give yourself enough credit. You just don't. You learn all the time, but you never appreciate all the things that you're learning and how much you're growing. So by listening in every week, you are expanding who you are, you are growing at an accelerated rate, and you're taking in new things, you're building new muscles, you're being courageous, and you're realizing things about not only yourself, but about others. So this is an episode dedicated to you, and more importantly, to you appreciating all the learning and the hard work that you've done. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, we're going to review all the different things that you blueprinted for. Then I'm going to let you in on a little secret about situational blueprinting. And then in our last segment, I'm going to teach you four tips so that you can blueprint any situation. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Okay, so I said in the intro that you have learned a lot about situational blueprinting. So I thought it would be fun to recap all the different things that you've blueprinted for. And I really want you to take this time to appreciate everything that you have learned. And also, if there's anything that you feel you need to go back and listen to again, I give you full permission to do that. First off, Going way, way back, episode number 131, we blueprinted for failure, 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 and failure. Now, this is such an important part of entrepreneurship. You cannot be a successful entrepreneur unless you learn and embrace how to fail gracefully. You have to be comfortable with failure. Now, I find this one of the toughest parts that people have to face, including myself as an entrepreneur. We're not willing, we're not prepared to fail. And the truth is, the numbers do not lie. 80% of new businesses fail in the first five years. And then if you make it through that hurdle, somehow, 80% of businesses fail in the second five years. So those are not great odds. And it's important to learn how to separate failure in your business from you being a failure. Just because a project or a business fails, it does not mean that you are a failure. And I'm going to repeat that because I want to make sure that you get this. Just because a project or a business fails does not mean that you are a failure. So blueprinting for failure is important. And if you want to learn more, go back to episode 131. The next thing, logically following failure, is mega success, episode 132. Now, this one is always tricky for people. And we think that we are prepared and ready for big mega success. 
But the truth is most people are subconsciously terrified of big success. It's actually called megaphobia. Now we expect that with megaphobia, our life is going to change so much that we're not going to be able to handle it, that our friends aren't going to speak to us anymore. We're not going to be able to relate to people. We're going to be overwhelmed, but you will be able to handle it. Trust me, especially if you blueprint for it. So if you want a refresher on megaphobia, check out 132. Next up, and potentially one of my favorite topics of all time, the growth hangover. Now, I love, love, love talking about growth hangovers and could literally talk about them all day long. And I still, this shocks me, I still run into people, seasoned entrepreneurs and very senior executives who have no idea what a growth hangover is. They don't even understand, maybe not my terminology, but they don't even understand the fact that when you're learning, this takes up more energy than it does to do something that you've done before. You know, a growth hangover happens when you spend a disproportionate amount of time outside of your comfort zone. It's a growth hangover. It's real. It's important. Check it out. Episode 133. Now, next up, 134 is screwing up and making a mistake and learning how to own it. This is perhaps one of the most important skills that you have to master to be a great leader. And yet... So many people struggle with this. When I talk about failure, I said just because something fails doesn't mean that you are a failure. And the same thing goes for screwing up. Just because you screw something up doesn't mean that you are a screw up. And remember, people don't get disappointed when you make a mistake. They can accept that, right? None of us are perfect. But people do get frustrated when you make a mistake and you don't own it. That's the difference. So, Blueprinting for screwing up was episode 134. Okay, here comes another favorite. Having haters. Like it or not, if you're on a path to being successful, you are on a path to having haters. You cannot please all the people all the time, nor should you want to. So remember, if someone doesn't like you, it is rarely about you. And it's most likely about them. And the sheer fact that you have haters is actually a positive sign because it means that you're actually really standing out there on a limb. You're doing something brave. You're defying convention. You're standing out from the crowd to be seen and to be recognized. So remember, shift your perspective here to see haters is actually a good sign. It's a sign that you're doing well and that you're standing out from the crowd. All right? So... If you want to chat more about having haters, head to episode 135. The next thing we blueprinted for is having to say no. Now, I have to confess this was a hard one for me. I'm still working on it. And I know so many people that struggle to say no. It's a simple word. It's only two letters, one syllable. And yet it carries so much guilt and so much resistance. You need to be prepared for the point when you say no, not only for yourself, but you're teaching others around you a lesson when you say no, when you manage expectations, when you manage your energy, when you manage your time, your priorities. Episode 136, saying no. Now, next up, we talked about hiring a VA. Now, this lesson in 137 really applies not to just hiring a VA, but really 
this whole step of building out a team and growing your business. It's a big deal. And this is a really positive sign. It's something to celebrate, but also something to be really prepared for. I know a lot of my clients really struggle with this point of having to scale and to bring people on because they worry that this person isn't going to ever care about their business as much as they do. And really, when you do that, you're putting your energy on the wrong thing. It's not about worrying whether they're going to care about your business as much as you do. Your job is really to put your energy into caring about them and their future and their growth as much as you possibly can because you're stepping into that leadership role. It comes with great responsibility. So I want you to keep your eyes and ears open always for great talent and I want you to be really clear about who you want on your team and what kind of leader you want to be. In episode 138, we talked about having unhappy clients. Won't, won't. This is something people do not want to think about. They don't even want to consider that this might happen. Especially if you're like me and you have really high standards. You want to just be perfect all the time, right? You want to knock it out of the park. But as we know, perfect is an illusion, not a destination. So as tough as it may be, to think about having an unhappy client, you've got to prepare for it. And really, it's a sign of growth and maturity because lessons like this, having an unhappy client, only really happen when you're actually ready to deal with it and handle it, right? Episode 138, Unhappy Clients. Okay, let's take a breath here. Let's check in. Didn't I tell you that you learned a lot in this series? My goodness, it's a lot, even as I was going through and preparing this episode, we went through so many topics and we're actually not even done yet. You've learned how to blueprint for failure, for mega success, for growth hangovers, for screwing up, for having haters, for saying no, for hiring a VA, building a team and having unhappy clients. In the next segment, I have a few more topics to remind you about from this series. All right, here's the rest of the topics that we blueprinted for in this series. We learned about when it's time to pivot. And I got to confess, I really, I hesitated to cover this topic because it's such an overused and misused word in the world of entrepreneurship, next only, I think, to unicorn. But I do think that it carries a lot of value to talk about pivots. And in episode 139, we talked about how to prepare and how to really blueprint for a pivot in your business. We've got three more topics. The next one is one of my favorite topics, something I talk about all the time. If you've worked with me, you have done this exercise. You know that I harp on it all the time. I keep bringing you back to focus on it. As sure as death and taxes, you're going to face a point in your business where your values will be compromised. This will happen, unfortunately. Values help you understand why you have synergy with certain people. It helps you understand why certain people rub you the wrong way. And if you're ever in a place where you're struggling to make a decision, your core values swoop in like a superhero and they tell you exactly what to do, which path you should take, A or B. 
So let's take a second here and just give it up for core values. Values are so important. We don't give them enough attention. So if you want to go back and hear more about values and how to blueprint for them being challenged, head to episode 140. All right, next up, one of the phrases that I definitely know I overuse all the time, it's zooming out. Now, this is where we take a step back, we look at the big picture perspective, and we remind ourselves what our vision is. What is it that we want? What is it that we don't want? And I hear this so often, over and over again, that we're too busy working in our business to work on our business. Now, if you find yourself saying this, it's time for you to do a little zooming out to look at the big picture. So head back to 141. The last topic, certainly not the least, it's actually one that I saved for the very last because it is the most important thing that you need to blueprint for. It is the dip. Now, this was a topic that, like I said, I'd saved it up for the end, but it turned into its own like epic mini-series, didn't it? We had special guests. I explained what the dip is, and then I interviewed people to talk about the dip, about their experiences, what it looks like when they're in it, how they like to be treated. Then I brought Juana on, and she talked about what it was like to witness one of my dips. And I know it seems a little decadent to have five episodes on one topic, but seriously, the dip deserves it. And even after I've done all five episodes, I still have people coming to me confessing that they're in the dip or that they didn't know that the dip was a thing. They thought they were the only one that went through it or people that still haven't found and dedicated themselves a dip buddy. So episodes 142, 43, 44, 45, and 46 are all dedicated to the dip all the time. Learn about it, people. Establish a dip buddy, which is the most important thing that you need to situationally blueprint for. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to get frustrated and maybe even downright depressed. If you are isolated, especially if you're working on your own all the time, you won't have people just organically around you who are going to notice. So you've got to be prepared with people that you can lean into when you need it. So, see, I wasn't kidding about all the hard work that you guys have done. You have covered off in the last 16 episodes. It's a lot. It's a lot of work, a lot of preparation, and I want to manage your expectations. You know, these topics aren't the only thing that you're going to have to deal with as an entrepreneur. I just kind of skimmed the surface of some of the most popular things, the popular topics that my clients have had to go through. So it's not an exhaustive list, but I have pulled out the most common things that you'll likely have to face. In the next segment, I'm going to give you a little secret that some of you have already realized as we went through this series and you've called me out on it. All right, before I dive into sharing the secret that most of you realized already, I have a huge favor for you. So this is me officially asking for help. This is a new muscle for me to build. So I hope I don't spontaneously implode by asking for help, but I think I'll be okay. So I know, here's the backstory. I know a lot of people always think that one of the perks 
of running a business is that you don't have a boss anymore. You're essentially your own boss. And not answering to anyone else is great. And you know what? It's sort of true. You get to make your own decisions. You call the shots. You start work when you want. You finish when you want. But there is a downside to not having a boss. You see, without a boss, you don't ever get feedback on how you can improve. So I hear from you guys all the time when you really, really like something. And that feels good. I have to confess, you know, I'll be working along in my week and then I'll get a ping, an email that says, hey, you know what? I feel like you wrote this episode for me. It's exactly what I'm going through. I can totally relate. That feels like top of the mountain, amazing. It feels so good when I hear that. And this is good. Please keep giving me that feedback. I do love it. But I also want to have feedback on what I can do better, on the things that I can improve. So here's my ask. Next month, in August, I'm going to do a survey. And I'm going to ask about 15 questions. It's going to be more than five, but definitely less than 20. And I really want your feedback. And I don't sort of kind of want your feedback. I really, really do want your feedback. I want your ideas on the podcast about what I could do better. And I want to know what it is that you'd like to see in future episodes. So if you get my weekly email, you'll know that there's a survey link that's going to be in there. Or if you're in one of my Facebook groups, you'll get that link there too. But either way, please, 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 please take a couple minutes to go through the survey to give me feedback about what you do like, about what I could improve. Because I really, really do believe in servant leadership. I'm here every week for you. Not This is not about me. I'm here to help you. So please let me know what I can do better to help you on your journey. Okay? So watch for that link. And when you see it, you see that, here's the survey I was talking about. I want you to get excited. I want you to think, oh, this is the thing that Julie was talking about. Okay, yes, I'm really going to help her with it. I'm going to do it right away. I'm not going to hesitate. I'm not going to leave it for later. I'm going to be one of the first people that have completed it. Then I want you to open up that survey immediately and answer all the questions. Now, if you've been thinking to yourself, you know, I really wish Julie would do an episode on whatever. This is your chance. This is your chance to give me that feedback. All right. I know you got lots of brilliant ideas and I truly want to hear them. Okay, so now that I've asked for your help and you're all excited to get that survey, it's time to share the secret. Now, as I said earlier, I've had many of you share this realization as we went through this whole series on situational blueprinting. You've shared this in conversations with me on coaching calls, via email, casually in passing, walking down the street. Here's the secret. Situational blueprinting is not just applicable to business. It's really something that you can apply to all areas of your life. You can create a situational blueprint for anything, for something in your personal life, for buying a house, for having a baby, for attracting a partner, whatever it is that you want you can use it. And I secretly love how excited and how empowered you guys are when you realize this. It's like 
you know, you're on to me. You've stumbled upon a little bit of a secret, something new. And I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation lately. So that's the secret. You're on to me. You're right. You can create and use this tool for anything. I repeat, any area of your life, whether you run a business or not, whether you have a full-time job, a side hustle, this is a great tool. You can use it anytime, anywhere you want. So remember, situational blueprints are not just about preparing for something. They are used to help you bring something about, which is really what makes them a powerful tool. All right, in this last segment, I'm going to give you four, one, two, three, four, four tips that you can use to help you when blueprinting. All right? Tip number one, lean into the expertise of others. Now, I've given you a pretty exhaustive list of things that you need to prepare for in your entrepreneurial journey, but if you want to be even more comprehensive and find more topics, here's what you can do. You can lean into the expertise of others. So whomever it is that you admire, you look up to, maybe it's someone who mentors you or someone who's a little further along the path than you are, ask them, what are the biggest challenges that you face in building your business? Or what were the biggest surprises you faced in your business? And this will give you a really good idea of things that you can blueprint for and get ready for. So that's tip number one, lean into the expertise of others. Tip number two, don't play small. I repeat, don't play small. So when you're envisioning the situation in the future, especially the really, really positive things like the mega success, the having to say no, I want you to really believe that it's going to happen. Don't play small. Believe it with every fiber of your being. This will happen. And you may not know when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. Doesn't matter. But it will happen. So tip number two, don't play small. Tip number three is trust. Trust that you will be ready for this when it does happen and you will have developed all the needed skills to handle it when it happens. And this is a really important tip. So often I see people absolutely terrified of their big dream. They see it, they want it, they can even taste it, but at the same time they're completely terrified because they think, I'm not ready to be able to handle that today. And yes, that is possibly true. You may not be able to handle it today. This version of you, today's version of you, may not be able to handle it. But if you keep doing the work that you're doing right now to get to the place, then who you are going to be when you get to that place, that expanded version of you, will be ready. I repeat, you will be ready when you get there. So tip number three, trust. Trust, trust, and trust some more. Now the last tip that I want to share is feel into it. Now this may seem Captain Obvious to you, but most people don't do it. They limit their visualization to thinking what something will look like. They make a vision board, but they don't spend time thinking about how this is going to feel. And is it going to feel different from where they are today? 
And the feeling, guys, you know this, the feeling is the most important part because that's what really accelerates the manifestation. It's like putting gasoline on a fire. You have to focus on how you're going to feel in the future and how that is different. So that's tip number four, feel into it. And when you're doing this, try to avoid all those labels of good, bad, right, or wrong with each of these things that you're blueprinting for. Remember equanimity. You want to focus on all the things that will happen. And it doesn't matter if they seem positive or negative. They're just part of the journey. So often things seem to be negative, you know, like the failures, like the screwing up. It may seem like it's painful, but the truth is that we always learn the most from our failures and we grow the most from our failures. Believe it or not, Lance Armstrong says that he is prouder of his cancer victory than from all his racing wins. Sometimes it's the dip that teaches us the most important lessons. So please don't fear them. You will never be given more than you can handle. All right, it's time to start wrapping up this episode. I want to take a minute, one last second here to just acknowledge you, to appreciate you, everything that you've learned, all of your patience, all of your reflection, your visioneering. It's really, truly amazing. And it's so necessary, you know, because most people, they just dive right into starting a business without realizing that it's going to impact who they are. And you know, starting a business, it isn't just a different form of a job. You're signing on for the experience of a lifetime, for intense growth, for character defining struggles, and for the true goal of business. It isn't just about the business. If you really, really are building a conscious business, you know that the goal is who you become in the process of creating the business. That's the true magic. That's the true success. So thank you for saying yes to this challenging journey. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your hard work, for your determination. Thank you for setting a great example to all of those around you And thank you for building a conscious business. Remember to keep leaning into your fear because there truly is magic on the other side. Thanks for hanging out with the Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.